A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, I'm your host, my name's Hannah Norris and I'm here with my co-host, technical um, assistant, producer. Child only, (laughs) comedian, father to be. He's gone back from being a retired comedian. Oh, was I retired? All right, sorry, ex-comedian. Yeah. Soon to be shelf stacker. stacker. Yeah. I've been thinking about other jobs I might do in the post-apocalyptic landscape yeah we are still mid-pandemic right now yes and still in australia um and this is a podcast about pregnancy if you didn't know that because that is what's happening in our lives right now um still pregnant still growing a baby (laughs) currently at week 27 of the pregnancy now carl do you remember um what what fruit or vegetable we're at well it was a butternut squash last time which you've been waiting for for and it, what is it now? Is it moved on? Yeah. To you saw it the other day on that. What's app. bigger than a butternut squash? <laughs> Lots of things. Um, marrow. No. Um, is it a watermelon? No. What is it? Bunch of bananas. Oh yes, a bunch of bananas. Got to be big, big old bananas. Big to be old than a bunch of bananas. And we are, we are still here in Australia. We're here in Melbourne, though we are leaving, and we do have a guest with us today, which is. Which is very exciting. Um, this guest I've known since I was 12. Mm-hmm. She's my best friend. Mm-hmm. She's also an amazing actor and she's a writer and a creative beast teacher at the moment as well. And her name is Dana Miltons. Hello, Dana. Hi. Hi, welcome to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for talking to us. We have yeah. been sitting around here at your place talking for a little bit before we got the microphones out. Yeah. But it's been mainly corona chat. Yeah. Ah, corona. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the, what's the, what do we have to, I suppose we should give a context to, yeah. people might just be tuning in, this might be down the line, they might be listening for five years. Yeah, it might actually be. An <laughs> <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> um, so we're in, we came to Australia, everything got cancelled. We're now on. Our, we're going to go home in a few days. Yeah. To continue with our baby prep. And when we recorded the other day, we were talking about whether we were going to get a flight home or not. Yes. And after a lot of hours on hold, we did manage to get a flight. So we're leaving in a couple of days. Yeah. Mm. The dream um, is over. Yeah. Dream. The, the original plan to maybe stay here and have a child. Yeah. You said a very good thing though before. before I mean, not in this wasn't a critical of Hannah's parents in any way, <laughs> but you were saying that actually, you know, it is the even though it's on a, it's going to be really mad everywhere. But actually, having when you have a baby, you want your own space and you want that period afterwards. So you don't want to be. We, if we were here, we would have been staying at Hannah's parents. Yeah, with I, a there, newborn. There is a thing about it that I think is that it gets forgotten a little bit which is it can be very romantic right the the start yeah like 
you literally feel like your heart explodes. Yeah. And it's what you thought was love before. It's like then the boundaries of that push right out. Yeah. And I think sharing that with a partner is really special and protecting that space with a partner is really special. And I just, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, oh, if you're in a house with, especially family members who want to claim that time with you and, and, and also have that bonding time with the baby, of course they will have that. That's what family does in the future. But I, I am all for protecting some time and, and like, you know, being, it is, I don't know. Being like, a new family. Yeah, and right? it's, it is yeah. really romantic between yeah. a couple. Like, look what you just did. And it's a bit cheesy, but it's nice. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, I, I mean, really that's nice. definitely, I, yeah. I have that instinct, definitely. Like, yes. it's a thing that I sort of feel, like, sometimes I feel bad about, but not really. Like, my dad said something the other day, because they keep... It's this thing about when they're going to come and visit, right? So yeah. right now, mum's like, it's going to be so expensive. We're not going to see you for two years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. if you do decide to prioritise that and want to come for a visit, you know, yeah. if you want to spend a little bit of extra money and come, then you're yeah. welcome to come. Yeah. And dad's like, you know, how, how, when are we supposed to come? I'm like, <laughs> I've said the whole way along, probably about a month. You know, like a month after feels right. Yeah. You could come yeah. and visit then. But I really feel like... I would say, like, like the first... Six weeks for sure. Yeah. But also the first 12 weeks are insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is because initially we were going to be going to Edinburgh, which we don't know if it's happening. Yeah. Which is like six, seven weeks after she's due. Yeah. Um, so that's why trying to fit seeing mum and dad in before that was kind of like, you know, after four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe come and visit. Oh, but, God. But there's a thing with mum as well. that makes me feel sick. That, <laughs> that she, she's doing this whole, oh, well, you don't want me there. And I'm like... I mean, that's tr- that's actually true, but I don't want you to feel like that about it. Yeah, but it's like, not, I just yeah, want you it's there not there's different reasons for, yeah. you know, some, we've talked to people who really like want their, their mum with mother, them. Like with them, right. I know people that had their mother at the birth. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, people, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. Abs- but I think that's different people's relationships. Yes, yeah. definitely. With their parents and how they feel. Yeah. But yeah. so my yeah. mum's bit like, she's like, oh, you don't even want me there. I'm like, mum, you've told me you don't want to be there. And she's like, oh, no, I don't want to be there. I didn't want to be at your birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so stop trying to make me feel guilty about yes. the fact that I'm saying don't come until afterwards. And I've got yeah. this other thing with being at home that I've really got this feeling like if, I, if, if I'm there much longer, it's like I'm a teenage yeah. pregnant mum whose high school boyfriend's just moved into my high school yeah. bedroom and, I'm some and we're having piece a baby. Of shit. It doesn't <laughs> like just. I'm probably uh, t- too old for you. Or yeah. I, feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. When you're at your, your in-laws, yeah. You well, I was. Feel... For, I I was at home with my. Pa- I was forced to be at home with right. my parents um, after I had Tilda because of living remotely. Yeah, and I wasn't allowed to have a baby where we lived. Yeah, uh, so I was forced to yeah. be. Well, I had to be in Melbourne. Um, I had to come back to be in Melbourne. So I flew at like 36 weeks to be near a hospital. And so then I was with my parents and don't recommend. It's pretty confronting. Yeah. You know, you're there. Like I had massive issues in terms of health stuff and like chronic mastitis. And do you, you know, know what that is, Carl? 
What is it? Mastitis. I don't know what mastitis is. Oh, it's is. the word, it's like hell. It's when your nipples. No, it's it's an infection oh. in your in your in, 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 in your boob. It's right. when milk gets blocked and it forms an infection, um, and it is and it gives you the flu. Oh, so right, it's okay. like you get fevers and sweats. You feel awful. Yes. You're trying to like it hurts like hell. Mm. You're trying to move like pussy milk through your breasts yes you have to have them open and airing you have cabbage leaves on your boobs and all the while your dad's looking at you, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're walking around the house like with cabbage leaves and your boobs out yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it and that's fine with a partner yeah. but when your dad's like yeah. hey you want another cabbage leaf should i get you you know oh, yeah. just, or if you're in a family where you've had that you, you know some families just don't have when, the normal airs and graces not, no yeah we're not close like that no not at all but there's no way around it yes yeah. it yes. has to be done it has to be done yeah. and you're in pain and it's oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so saying you were living remotely so yeah. when you when you got pregnant and you were living in Yulara, which yes. is in the center of australia near uluru or ayers rock right at the base of uluru yeah, yeah. and you were li- you're there with your husband ex-husband now yeah yep. <laughs> You were there with your husband. Yeah, I yeah. was there with my husband. Yeah. Um, and you were living in a trailer at the time. Yep. At the on the at the Bronx. Yep. We were living in a caravan, um, uh, because yeah. So we moved to Lara because he got his license as a helicopter pilot, and that's where they send you to get your hours up. Yes. And I was an act. Well, I'm an actor, and but I knew that I wanted a baby, and I thought, okay. We're going to go, we're going to be in this place for a year. Yeah. That'll be three. And then <laughs> we're going to be in this place for a year. So like done, perfect. I'm going to get yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So we arrived in November. Um, and then like I was pretty, like my cycle's pretty like straight up. I knew what I had to do. December came around. I was like, right now let's do it. And the snakes. Yeah. About- yeah. So then. Well, I had two weird things that happened because I'm like not very spiritual and I mean, I guess I don't believe in star signs. I don't <laughs> believe in the colour purple. Right. Um, so I knew that I was like ovulating and I said to Matt, okay, now. And it was just after Christmas. It was 48 degrees Celsius for like 12 days in a row. And I, I was like, okay, now. And then he had to go to even more remote location for two weeks for New Year's Eve. This was between Christmas and New Year's. And I got on a bus on New Year's Eve because I thought, okay, I'm going to go and see him. It's like a four-hour drive on the bus away to this place called Kings Canyon, which is outside of a long way into the Northern Territory. And I met this woman on the bus, this French woman called Michelle. Mm Mm-hmm saw me and said, could you come sit next to me on the bus? Right. And I said, yeah, okay. And she said, I do Reiki. Can I, can I give you some Reiki? And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. And I'm sitting on this bus, like literally in the middle of nowhere, and she starts doing Reiki of me, on me and she's like, close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she goes, you want to have a baby? Wow. Yeah. And... 
And I said, yeah, we just started trying. She said, you're pregnant. No. I would have been four days pregnant at this stage. Four days. Come on. Yeah. She goes, it's, she said, I don't know what it is. She said, but it's a very powerful soul. She said, she said, in four weeks, you're going to find out that you're pregnant and I'll be back in France. Here's my email address. I yeah. want you to email me. As soon as you know, you won't get your period. You're going to be pregnant. What? Email me and tell me. Yeah. And then you email then, and it never, I, she then, never existed. Then on that, on that day, no, we still keep in contact. Oh, right. We still email. But then four weeks later, didn't get my period. I already, I knew that I was. She was, so, again, like, I'm not one to believe those sorts of things. But I was like, yeah, yep, you're right. Yeah. And then I did the test, like, you know, a few weeks later. And then the night that I did, the day that I did the test, again, this is so weird. That night I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning and had to go to the toilet. And we lived in this caravan. (laughs) It's like a hell hole Um, in this weird kind of trailer park that was like. Because the crazy about Yolara, there's only the amount of, there's enough accommodation for the people who work there, right? So it's all anyone who works at hotels and it's just like basically that town services people who are visiting Uluru. Yeah, and going to like the five-star resort. Yeah, yeah. and then there's local Aboriginal communities, yeah. obviously. But they only have enough accommodation for the people who work there. Yeah. But we, so were, put, like... we were put in accommodation, but it was a tiny kind of partitioned, subdivided donger. <laughs> and the girl with another couple, yeah. and the girl was really hard work. And so... I got they used to go camel shooting and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they were really, you know, like, oh, yeah. I remember putting my, I bought a rug and I put it in the lounge room and went to work and came home and she'd like rolled it up and put it in the bedroom. <laughs> just things like that. <laughs> like, yeah. So we, so I was like, when I found this trailer that we could move into, I was like, gold. That sort, of, sort of like shanty. Yeah. It's like. It's like Slab City. Yeah. In, if you've, Slab City and it's like a miniature Slab City. It's like. You know that place no. in California? No. It's sort of like a no rules trailer. Right. People just go and... Yeah. Anyway, this was this was called... This was the trail. There was about 17 kind of caravans there. Yeah. And it was down the road from the rubbish dump. Yeah. So like the five-star resort would dump... You know, every yeah. seven years they dump every single ironing oh, board God. in the place or every single desk. Yeah. And... Everyone from the caravan park would go down to the <laughs> road dump and just yes. cart back all the shit, boards. and yeah. it was like, and just build. You know, there was like cinema and a <laughs> weird, yeah, right. yeah. So we had this like outdoor area, let's yeah. call it. Um, and oh, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night on the day that I found out that I did the pregnancy test and went, "Yep, I'm pregnant." And I got up at two o'clock in the morning to go to the toilet because it wasn't, you had to go to a toilet block. And I opened the like door outside to the caravan and there was a, like a one and a half meter snake like lined up on my doorstep with its head 30 centimeters from my foot as yeah. I stepped out. And I'd only up until that point seen brown snakes which are deadly yeah because they're all over the place and so i freaked like i fucking freaked ran into the caravan and everyone has a number that they call because there's a snake catcher on call (laughs) so i was like called the snake catcher at two o'clock in the morning just going 
there's a one and a half meter like like brown snake on my doorstep. I can't go to the toilet. I think I pissed in a bucket like in the <laughs> yeah. caravan, just going fuck. And this guy comes, and it's a um. Uh, it turns out that it's a kunia python, which is a, the indigenous fertility snake. Why? And you don't see them very often. I was there for three years, and I saw two. Right. So you never see them, especially. Like and I told, on your doorstep. I told indigenous old ladies, oh yeah, couldn't you, you know, and I'm pregnant. And they were just like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah like obviously, if, of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was crazy, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's and it was huge, yeah. and it, uh, yeah. He came and he, yeah, so he came and got the snake. Right? He came and got the snake. He put it in a bag, just move it somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah, took yeah. It and away. Not, but but he could pick at, it up and everything because yeah. it was a python. I guess yeah. so they're, they're not. They're not. They know. They're not. No. Aggressive or anything. No, they? no. They're not. It literally was just lined up. Flat. Fertility symbol there to go. Yeah. yeah. Well and done. here you go. Yes. Oh. Which is cool. It's cool. It's cool. Not... Did that not make you, you said you're not particularly spiritual. Did those two events not give you a little sort of inkling to believe stuff? I, it's not that I'm not spiritual. It's just not in that way. Like right. not in that kind of, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I do believe now. Okay. That's what I was I did. At. I do kind of believe now. I do think that that was yes. something very special. Special. Yeah. Very special, yeah. But then sort of the reality of being pregnant and living in the middle of nowhere kicks in, right? So I remember yeah. you were so sick. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. For how long... I was sick for, I think I started to feel better around week 20. Mm-hmm. So, wow. And up until that, from about six weeks, week six to week 20, week 20, I felt like I was living in a nightmare. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like having the worst gastro you've ever had in your whole life. All day, every day, twenty four hours a day. And it was, it was hot and things as well. So I, I was, it was I, summer. I, I was yeah. summer. I was lying in a caravan that's from the seventies with a sort of fifty centimeter square aircon on the bed. Matt was gone for like twelve hours a day, six days a week. Jeez. And I was having to try and go to work sometimes, but for most of the time, I lay on the bed and cried. And people and people were going, "Oh, you could." why don't you watch a DVD or why don't you read a book? And literally for 20 weeks, I, there was, I couldn't focus. It was just like next breath, next breath, yeah. next breath. And there was a midwife who was supposed to be in town, but she was on long service leave. So there was no, like, and you know, like doctors flew in every three weeks. And I remember I would go and see, but so you'd never see the same doctor if you tried to go to the doctor and they were never very good anyway. Cause it's like, no one wants to go and do no. that job. And I remember just going and they would weigh me and and every week, like, my weight was just plummeting because right. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't stand up. I could hardly walk. I just, it was like the worst hell on yeah. on earth. And then, <laughs> and then finally I lost so much weight. I think I lost about six kilos by that state, but by about a week. 14 or so so in a 
and I'm already not a big person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I remember, and so I, they yeah, decided you can get that I, skeletal. Yeah, they decided I should fly back to Melbourne. Yes. Um, and get some help, which I did. And I remember getting off the plane and my mum like, like kind of gasped when she saw me because I just looked like a ghost or something. Yeah. And I was so skinny. Yeah. Like just, and I could, you know, I, I couldn't walk without holding onto a rail or like, it was just the dizziness and the nausea. And I started to get a bit better, I think, around week 16. So did you, when you came back, did you, what did the doctors do? Or was well, it basically, being... I had already just started to get better. Mm. And so they were like, wow, you should have been in hospital. <laughs> oh, right. But there's no hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you really should have been in hospital on a drip getting hydrated up until now. But that wasn't, even the doctors in Yulara are like, well, you really should be in hospital. But there was no Shit. hospital. And how did that, did that make you, were you worried about your baby through that? Were you kind of like, I don't, okay. Or you just couldn't have. I was have... so couldn't think about anything. Yeah. Like I even remember <clears throat> just going to the s- supermarket because Matt was never around. I never saw, he was working like an 80 hour week or something. I never saw him. So I really had to try and get food into myself and buy it and stuff. But even the smell of going into the, there's a little, there was a little IGA there. You know, I would be so faint that I'd, I would have to sort of hang on to shelves and pick something and then, you know, like hold on and buy it and shake and then I'd get out of the supermarket and it'd take me half an hour to get into the car because I'd have to like sit against the the sort of, you know, the edge of the supermarket in 48 degrees like trying to eat an icy pole and then... Yeah. <laughs> and then try and get back to the caravan. Like everything was an ordeal. Yeah. Well, I came to visit you during Then you that came first. to visit me. Was that after you'd come back? Yeah. And, and you I were was, still... You I was not, much better. Yeah, but you weren't well still. Yeah. You are like... I'm sorry, we're just going to have to lie down and watch DVDs. And I was like, that's okay. I just, I remember you had come like all this way to visit me at Uluru in this, you know, incredibly beautiful place where there's like, not just Uluru, but there's Judah, there's these rock formations, there's the indigenous community where I was working and, and we lay in bed and watched girls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For a week, I think. (laughs) With was me just, just like vomiting over the side. It was just after I'd met you. I oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Remember when we went, when Carl and I had first met and we were at the airport together? Yeah. We'd met like five days before and you were flying back to England and I was flying to see Dharma. Yeah. Oh. I did not yeah. know this. Yeah. And, we, and so Hannah came all this way and we just lay in bed in a caravan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watched, but it was what had to be done. And watched girls. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. you, because the... I remember, wasn't there like a, it was a paramedic who was one of your main sources of um, advice or something there, was it? Or was it just, I remember there was a woman who had to look in a book all the time to find out how to help you. Yes, there was a locum doctor, yeah. I think. Yeah. And she had basically no idea about pregnancy or. Yeah, because the midwife was on long service leave. Yeah. Just so happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah, I remember you telling me you'd go and see her and she'd be like, Hang on a sec, like yeah. looking things yeah, up yeah, in a yeah. book oh, about what no. to do. And yeah, yeah. You were just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, there, it really was very, oh, it was just awful. It was awful. So when you came back here at what, 
four, 16 weeks, you'd say 14 weeks. I came back here at like, oh, I would, I know that I was back here for my um, 13, 12, 13 week scan because I had to have that here because there was no yeah. option there. So and I must have you, come back before then. But this, then when you hit, were you here for a long period or did you then go back to? I was here for like, to try and get better. Yeah. So I think I must have been here for like a month. Okay. From, I must, I think I flew back to get my scan. So I must have flown at 12 weeks and also, and then I went to get my first scan, that sort of 12, 13 week scan and because Matt was working, he didn't come with me, so he wasn't present. So my dad came with me, <laughs> and we sat with his cabbage we leaves. Sat in the waiting, we sat in the waiting oh, no. room, and you could just see People everyone thought, looking over their oh, magazines, yes. just going, "Oh, that poor girl," <laughs> like with her like seventy-year-old partner. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. we went straight into the um, the. And I think my dad could feel people looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went straight into the appointment and immediately he said to the ultrasound person, I just need to let you know that I'm Donna's dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, thank God. Oh, oh that's a relief. Yeah. yeah. She's, but, and she also said, we don't get many situations like this. And he was wrapped. Yeah. Because he was like, I, we never had that when that's such clear imaging. When yeah, 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 were, yeah, yeah. So it was actually quite a nice, hmm. it turned out to be quite a nice yeah, moment. even though it looked like you're a creepy even couple. Even it looked like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and your old man. Yeah. And then you hit, but then you went back to the desert. You kept, you flew back yeah. and forth quite a lot, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, and so you said just before we started, you only had the 12-week scan and you had, did you have another one or I just? Had a 20-week. Yeah. Or around that time. Yeah. Maybe 20, 22. That's when I'm did you sure. find out what you were having then? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Yep. And then, um, and then you came back here to have your baby. Yes. And that was always the plan. Yeah. You weren't ever going to have it. You can't have it. <clears throat> you, could, the... you could fly to Alice Springs, mm. but because you had to leave town at a certain point, you get kicked out of remote communities. You can't right. stay because yeah. it's too dangerous to have a baby there because there's no help. Yeah. And so I would have had to go and live in like a, kind of halfway house oh, in God. Alice and just wait. Do and you know, it, what, yeah. what about in the indigenous communities? Do they, they sort of they look get after sent, them? No, they get, they're not allowed to have babies on country either. So they get really? sent to Alice Springs really? and they stay in those halfway houses. Yeah, right. Until they're ready and then they have them in the hospital. Yeah, yeah there's no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the owl. start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? <laughs> yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bill. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, and so you came back here and had the baby. And then how long were you here with Tilda for? I was here with Tilda for six weeks. Did Maddie come back? He came back the, the day... Like a couple of days before I was due mm-hmm. and I remember his flight got cancelled oh, and no. I was fran- I was on the phone to Qantas going, if I go into labour, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he met, I was like nine days overdue. Yeah, right. And then I, um, they were going to induce me on the 10th day and I was so worried about it. I drank castor oil and it worked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Castor oil? Yeah. What is that? It's like a, it's awful. But it's basically... Is it not what you put in cars? No. What's the... What's the I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean too. I'm thinking yeah. Castro. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I genuinely no, thought no, there no, this no. is some crazy Australian <laughs> thing. Get a bit of oil in her, mate. Yeah. Um, no, it is it like... It's a is really... Is it like a cod liver oil type thing? Yeah, and it's an intense laxative. Ooh. And the... Yeah. And the downward motion, if you're ready, the downward motion... That's why they tell you eat spicy food. Right. It's not... It's is because spice, it, is that a real thing? Spicy food to help with labour, yeah, isn't it's it? Ba- basically, it's basically it's pushed up. Spicy good, food is tip. about making you do a shit. Yeah, and the downward that kind of movement can yes. start bring on labour. Right, and it really worked okay, for me. That's good. Yeah. We get some hot sauces in, and you what, don't. Got to try the not bonus is you don't early. poo in labour because you do it because you got it all before. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's one thing that Carl and I had kind of been talking about over this last week was if we did stay here and then his visa got cancelled uh, and then he had to go back to England, but then it was too late and I couldn't fly. Oh, like too stressful. That idea for us that not being in the same place. Oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, too stressful. It was shit. It was, yeah, dreadful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Imagine missing the birth of your own baby. I know. It would be so awful. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, yeah, that thing of Maddie that he yeah. did make it, and then yeah, he made it, so it was fine. Yeah, um, yeah. and I realized I've I've never asked you about. I don't remember anything about because I think I was in London at the time when you yeah. were um, having a baby. Yeah, what was your labour like? It wasn't after the castor oil. <laughs> after the castor oil, it wasn't awful. It wasn't. It yeah, it wasn't. You know. It wasn't serene. It mm. was far from. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's... Did you, you didn't take any drugs? I didn't have any drugs. No. no. Did you do gas and air? No. No. Really? It wasn't really offered. Yeah. Or not them weird TENS machines that some people I had, had a TENS machine and I would swear by it. Yeah. It was the TENS machine that also I just, once I got addicted to it, <laughs> I thought I would like 
you could have a water birth at that place. You could go in, in the yeah. water, but I couldn't take the tens machine off, so I couldn't get in the yeah. bar. There was no way. But then that was someone was saying to us that someone should invent a waterproof one. Yes, because it's get money, I money. just could not yeah. get into the water because <laughs> it's I could my new not. Business. Yeah. Couldn't take the tens machine right. off. Yeah, but I Tilda in the end had something called shoulder dystosia oh yeah and so her shoulder was stuck in my lower back so everything kind of went normally but then her shoulder got stuck in my lower back and I just couldn't push her around it just couldn't get her around and so everything had sort of gone well but then all of a sudden like all of a sudden I've been pushing and pushing and pushing they went something's not right she's not like we just they could see her head when I was yeah. pushing, but then it would just go straight back. Right. They couldn't get her. And then all of a sudden they were monitoring her heart rate and it started to drop a bit more. And it's like all of a sudden there was seven people in the room. Yeah. And I had been constantly on my front Yeah. because I found being on my back excruciating. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like on my back with people holding my legs and my arms and the doctor going, right, we need a, the vacuum. Right. Yeah. And I'd had no, apparently doing this without drugs because I had none. Just, yeah. So I had no, yeah, I just, all I remember is they they just said the vacuum. They didn't seem to give, they, you know, we, I talked about this before, is in there didn't seem to be any choice at that point. Right. Yeah. She just went, I'm going to give you an episiotomy. And I just went, no. And I, have an actor's voice apparently my parents had arrived at the hospital and were like down the other side of it and heard me scream yeah but they still did it even after you said no no like they had already done it It wasn't like she just went we're gonna give you a episiotomy and just went boom and I was like no as they were doing it and then they just got the vacuum and because I didn't have any time of like stretching yeah. And going through the motions of breathing through it or anything, they just like literally like sucked her out. Yeah, yeah. It was the, it's you can't remember it because it's the it was so excruciating, like I was being like like being torn in half. Yeah, and I and I you getting know, something I have ripped a out of your body. Actor's voice. Yeah. I remember arriving at the hospital and hearing a woman screaming and thinking, "Well, that's not going to be me." Oh God, how embarrassing! <laughs> you yeah. know. And then literally, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Just yeah. like demon. Yeah, it yeah. was. Essentially, this oh, yeah. um, book that I've read by Ina Gas. Gil, Gaskin. I love that you've read, read books. I haven't read, Tilda's six, so I haven't read a book. <laughs> um, and it was about they this um, kind of hippie birth community called The Farm and it's all midwives. And they talk about the, that shoulder dystocia, oh, dystocia quite a lot. But she it explains that there's several births in it and it's basically they all just get their hands. I don't know. This is a bit, I don't know how it happens, yeah. but they get their hands up in there and just turn the baby around. Yeah. And she'll be like, there'll be four hands up inside uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. moving the baby. I was like, I don't know how that, how yeah. that happens. And then they just keep going into a natural birth and they do yeah. it without well, I guess they the vacuum, do, that's but, just what the vacuum yeah, But yeah, that's, that's, that's like they, yeah. those, those midwives on that the kind of community. Yeah. 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 yeah hands all yeah, up there's in a way it. to There's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then because the thing about you, Dana, you're very flexible. I'm very and, flexible. And our, yeah. our whole life, 
I've known that you were born bum first. I was. Breach. <laughs> Breach. Yeah. Breach. In my head, it's always bum first. Yeah. Um, and that you had a thing when you were a baby that you'd lie down and then your legs would flip up into the air. Yeah. Because that's how she was born. Right. So rather than lying flat, they just go ding yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And then I was, Tilda had hip so then, things, didn't she? Well, Tilda had a lot of <clears throat> issues. Did she? Yeah. Oh, God. My first year was just a disaster. <laughs> it was an absolute freaking disaster. It was just awful. Um, Tilda had hip dysplasia, but that was probably about the least of my... Really? Yeah. Do you not remember? No. Nah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What was the... You talk us through it. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Do you want to... Yeah, I'm, I'm... Yeah, totally. I'm, we want to know mm. all the stuff. <laughs> well, I had... But, but before she was born, there was no... Like, everything was fine, right? You had no indications there was any problems with... Yeah. No, yeah. no, everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was totally fine. And I had... In the end, my birth was 12 hours. Yes, I used a vacuum, but it was natural. Yeah, yeah. I was, I stayed at the hospital less than 24 hours um, because I asked to leave because literally I was standing there with a screaming baby and no one would help me. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I was like, can I just go? And they're like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so then when my milk kicked in, that was when things went really bad because they re- I, I probably had enough milk for four babies and, <laughs> and and it just you know I would look it just yeah oh man, like my my milk situation was insane <laughs> my boobs were just engorged yeah and Tilda had reflux so she oh, didn't yeah. want to feed and right. so I couldn't you know, even yeah, yeah, with pu- yeah. pumping, just I was trying not to like increase my milk supply, but literally, I was just soaking through breast pads. I'm talking like a pack a day of just soaked breast just, pads, just pouring out. I would see women at, on the street breastfeeding babies and think, "Well, that's impossible." If if I took my got Tilda anywhere near my boob and took my bra off, my milk would shoot. <laughs> Two metres easily yeah. across the room. Like, imagine doing that in public. Just yeah. sh- Like, I could sh- just shoot around, like, <laughs> yeah. with my boobs, just firing milk all over the place. My mum had to... So I would... Because I was staying at their house, I would feed in their spare room with a on this chair, and my mum had to get the carpet steam clean no because way. my Listen. milk would just shoot... Everywhere, and she was so angry. She's like, "This is a new house, Donna." Like, and I was like, "I don't, I can't help it." You know, just like breast that's a, that's milk all over the floor. Like, that's another site. Like, you're a you're a fertile goddess, and that's like another. They, I needed four B. I would have. They yeah. said I would have been that person in the town. Yeah, that everyone fed everybody. Who didn't. Yeah, but it was such a curse because yeah. then I got once I got mastitis, I couldn't not get mastitis. So every time I went off antibiotics, the mastitis would come back. And then at six weeks, I went back to the desert. And of course, there was no help. And I'd only had mastitis like once by then. So I wasn't quite sure what I was in for. Yeah. But I got back and the mastitis started again. They gave me antibiotics. They didn't work. And I had to go... 
you know, I had to go to the car park of the clinic and sit. I think I had to get Matt to come back from work and I had Tilda who was like six weeks old and I was sitting in the car park in like 42 degrees because the clinic was closed waiting for the nurse who came and put a cannula in my arm in the car park to give me intravenous antibiotics. And I had to meet the nurse in the car park every six hours or something to top up my antibiotics. And they would do it in the car park. And she of the clinic and Tilda was like tiny and it was hard. I couldn't bring her because getting out of the car is like 44 degrees or something in the sun. It was so awful. And then... Finally, the intravenous antibiotics were not working and the doctor was like, you need to go to the hospital. And I said, it's a five and a half hour drive. And she was like, yeah, that's why I'm telling you, you need to leave now. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, you had an apocalypse baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, get ready. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got into the car. I had to call Matt and say, we have to go to Alice Springs to the hospital. I had a cannula in my arm. I had boobs that were so engorged and infected that just to walk was like excruciating they thought I had an abscess as well so I had to go and see if I had an abscess in my boob (laughs) (laughs) so we would but and Tilda would not um wouldn't feed yeah and so I was worried about her. So were you being... feeding her with a bottle then? or No, like, I was nothing. still trying yeah, to trying... get her to like suck out the fucking pus from my breasts. Yummy. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> and then, but then I was, but she, she was not, you know, they call it failure to thrive. She just yeah. wouldn't eat. And so I remember we, I, I have post-traumatic stress from that car ride because I had a, like, I was, you know, sitting in the back trying to drop breast milk into her mouth with an eyedropper for five and a half hours because it's 40 degrees outside yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she won't feed and we're in the car and I'm like also with the flu-like symptoms of mastitis feeling yeah. like I'm gonna die and then yeah and then got admitted to Alice Springs Hospital and spent about five days there on intravenous yeah. antibiotics and Failure seeing to... what life was like <laughs> Not like failure to thrive, that's kind of another one of those terms like Wendy Wayson said to us in the second week, like oh, yeah. hostile environment. Oh, it's and just all awful. the, all the yeah. words that they it's use awful. is quite it's so intense. Awful. Yeah. yeah. And so but then was once you were in the hospital, was she starting to feed or how did she start how did she begin to thrive? Yeah, so then it just gets worse. Like that's that if, if that sounds bad enough, it gets worse. I got out of hospital, went back to Ilara, drove. No, I think I flew that time. Mm. And my mum came because Matt dropped me at the hospital and left um, and went back to work. And then I flew back to Ilara with my mum and Tilda and got mastitis again. Oh, God. And <laughs> my mum was still there and just said, look, I think come back to Melbourne. Yeah. So I came back to Melbourne and went to see my doctor, who I have a really good relationship with, and she was like, look, I don't see any choice. You either stay in Melbourne and breastfeed and we manage your mastitis with appointments and we'll do what we can with getting lactation consultants and all of the things that you need to try and manage 
that. Yeah. Or you stop breastfeeding if you want to go back to the desert. And I, my intuition was to stay here yeah. and just manage it because yeah. I felt safe. But Matt was saying, oh, that's not fair. I need to be able to see my baby. Yeah. I want you to come back. I want you to stop breastfeeding and come back. And so I did it for him. Yeah. I went back to the desert and stopped, tried. It was very painful to stop breastfeeding because mm. you, especially when you've got like oversupply as well yeah. you're trying to stop it and you're trying to just take a bit off and um oh no I didn't go back to the desert I stayed here and tried to put Tilda on formula and she ended up being allergic oh, to formula God. so we ended up in the Royal Children's Hospital I do remember this uh, yeah uh, because I tried to stop breastfeeding she was allergic to formula and then we tried to find a formula they have these special formulas that the milk protein is broken down, and so we had to find a formula that she would, she could take. Yeah. And at the hospital, that's when they went, oh, and she's got hip dysplasia. We need oh, to put her in a wow. hip brace. <laughs> so yeah. it was just like it was. It was like a comedy of errors. Yeah. My first year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's, that's Carl, not, it's kind of not yeah. the end of it, but Carl, Carl's sitting. Yeah. You look, you look shell shocked. Well, yeah, it's just a lot to, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that thing the is, idea you know, that they come out. Except the thing is, yeah, yeah. I suppose everyone panics in all the build up, and obviously there are things that can happen yeah. in the in the pregnancy. We get but, told but of also, issues, but yeah. the fact that you had, you know, the difficulties early on. Yeah. And then for it to be surprised with a bunch of new issues after. But also is... everyone just looks to the birth. Yes. Is it sort of, you know, whether you have a natural birth or a cesarean, whatever, it's the be all and end all. I'm like, nah, it, who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's the after. Really, yes, and it, yeah. who cares how you have it? Seriously? Yeah. Like the, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. It's the, for me, that, yeah, no one... I did not, I felt so underprepared yeah. for, you know, the, for But you can't know that that stuff's going to come to you or not. You don't know that you're going to have the well, you can't breast really supply prepare. for you a can't village. Be, you can't be prepared for that. No, you? but you can probably also like, well. Be aware of them. Be aware of yeah, those I suppose, yeah, things, yeah. Maybe. But you still, you can't, be, even you can be aware, but still not prepared, I suppose. Yeah. But it is interesting, like, you know, like I said, that sounds all quite apocalyptic and you just being yeah. in a car park and stuff it is interesting what was, yeah what we're going back to potentially in london and the way that, and the way the yeah. hospitals will be yeah and um, that you might be you know i was skyping a midwife yeah who was yeah. If, when i went back to Yalara, it got worse from there i mean it, it continued for a long time in that when i finally went back that formula that we got tilda on was she could tolerate it, but it made her reflux worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then that was a whole new, again, a whole new thing of dealing with that. And I was Skyping with a midwife remotely yeah. who was trying to help me Yeah. Um, from there. And she was and did it all for free and she was just amazing. Yeah. Because there was no one. No one else to help no you. no one yeah. to help you. I remember taking Tilda to, because this certain formula... But like made could make babies more constipated, and taking her to the doctor in Yulara and saying she's constipated. I, I know she's constipated, and they were like, "Well, we don't have anything yeah, yeah. here to give her." Yeah. 
And I was like, okay, well, what do we give her? And they're like, well, we can get it from Alice Springs, but it's going to take five days to oh, get here. Yeah. And you just, yeah. but I need it. Just yeah. the, like negotiating things like that was so stressful. Well, yeah, it's like I, I phoned up the hospital in London just a couple of days ago, once we knew we were flying back because of this, um, because before we left, being told to have scans at 28 weeks and at 32 weeks, which I'd booked in here when we arrived. And then thought I'd call them up so we could book them in for when we got back. And they said, oh, we're not doing 28-week or 32-week scans anymore. Because yeah. they're just not having people come into the hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. for things that are unnecessary. She's like, let me just look at your notes. So it just says that it's because of your age that we're doing them. So we don't yeah. think we need to. Yeah. And then I made an appointment. Finally spoke to a couple of people. They were all really helpful and made an appointment with the doctor because um, we haven't had one yet. And they, they that's booked in, but then they're like, it might be a phone call. Yeah. Because we're just not yeah, yeah, having course. people yeah. Well, yeah, and they don't come know what's going to happen at going forward. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I think. Yeah, we're just going to have to play it by ear, aren't we? But I think it, it seems like everywhere is going to go that way. Even here, I can imagine in just next month or so, if, they're, if today they're shutting down loads of stuff in Victoria, I think give it a month, the hospitals here are going to be doing similar things. So I just think yeah. wherever we are, at least... Yeah, well, even the service, the way that they're offering services. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. like, I did, change. after, from, from about, when I started to get better in my pregnancy, so the second half, where yeah. I was actually quite fine, and I just, I had absolute, I just, I really trusted. And I really made this decision because I was remote as well. I remember people like, oh, you have to do this workshop and you have to try this kind of class. And it was so not accessible to me. And there yeah. was one where I remember a friend saying, oh, this is essential. You need to go and do this workshop. And I looked at flights to Melbourne and how much that was going to cost and just went, okay, I need to make a decision now to just go, I'm going to do this by myself yeah. Yeah. and I'm going to just trust myself and I'm going to be okay and I did. I I didn't know. I didn't go to a class. I didn't go to any prep. Yeah. I didn't read a book. I mean, I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just decided to trust myself. Yeah. And and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good that as the pregnancy went on, then it got a bit easier as well. So you you yeah. could a bit more that it wasn't you weren't faced with too many problems once. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah, but you ride that out a little bit now. No, so no, you know, I yeah, yeah, I definitely. um, But if you got, I just had to be okay with not having, with not doing those classes or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think. I mean, things are definitely going to get cancelled that we've lined up. NCT classes. I mean, they're not going to be happening. Yeah, just they physically can't for health reasons. And honestly, that I mean, I still had a pretty aside. You know, I had a pretty good birth. Yeah, aside from. I mean, what happened afterwards, but no birthing class was going to fix that anyway. Yeah, so. yeah it's, inter- it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's nothing, again, it's like, mum said something this morning, she's like, oh, it's not, you know, not a great time to bring your baby into the world. But I was, I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to make things good and, yeah. <laughs> and fun and cool and yeah. new. And you, even never, you can never predict what, when's a good time to bring a baby into no. the world. Yeah. It also depends where you live. There'll be people that... You know, yeah. in different parts of the world that have had gone through mad things, you know. I so. think it's a great... I mean, yes, it's intense what's going on, but 
be, having a baby is a li- it, you hibernate for a while. Yeah. It's a real recalibration of the biggest recalibration is what you can do in a day. Yeah. And what you what you could do in a day to now what you can do in a day. <laughs> yeah. And that's so hard to adjust to. Yeah. Especially for you to being very productive, which you are. Yeah. It's re- it's really hard. It's a huge identity yeah. kind of. I think shift. I have been. I definitely have been doing bits of that. Just ever since getting pregnant and kind of doing IVF, I was very clear in my mind about going. I've just got to make some space in my life. Like try and do a bit less. Because otherwise, how am I going to make space for a baby once? But it's extreme. Like, it's like <laughs> you might struggle to you're have like, a shower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, why I definitely like, think there are some people, and I think doing this has really yeah. helped with the reality of it. Yeah. Because so I definitely think there's some people that have a kid and think, yeah, it'd be great. We'll just sit around watching box sets while the baby's there. And it's yeah. Like, that is not how, it's not how it works. They I need mean, I think constant attention. I think sometimes it does. I suppose if you, yeah, if you luck but, out and have a baby yeah. that from the word go is sleeping yeah. a lot. But like, I think you, you're not suddenly just going to be like a couple, like the first year is going to be just, oh, I'm just going to be catching up on loads of TV. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. There's a, uh, there's, uh, for me, there was a massive identity yeah. issue too. Mm-hmm. And a huge expectation that uh from my now ex-husband that all of this would I was supposed to be sort of uh that I should find it easy and natural because I'm a woman right and yeah and that, being mother wife kind of yeah thing. and that that should also be like all of a sudden all of my identity which yeah. I didn't feel like it was yeah and that I should be yeah that I should be loving it <laughs> and I was not. Yeah. yeah. That's what I really, this expectation that I should be loving it. And I was hating it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll take from this is I'll have no expectations of Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no even just that you should not I, like. I won't. Yeah. But I'm yeah. Just, I think I've, I'm not, I'm, gonna, I'm not expecting you to deal with it in any particular way. Yeah. However, it, however you yeah. deal with it, well, that'll be the way you deal with we'll it. We'll go and yeah. get a cabbage at the farmer's market. Yeah. Chuck some leaves in the freezer just ready. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, that I mean that was just awesome. rebalance that the podcast for you with all the women yeah. who were like, I had a great pregnancy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it all turned out fine. Tilda's fine. She's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's amazing. It's all yeah. it's all gone that's, the other direction. I, which I actually think is that's a good end point to say. Because yeah. like often I think, especially for young new parents anything the baby has anything wrong you think oh this is the end of the world where well, actually yeah. a lot of things that happen to babies tend to be yeah know, she's totally grow, healthy they, they and oh, no problems the, and... the like the most incredible kid now yeah, yeah. and prob- and also weirdly the easiest yeah yeah whereas we had the, the hardest first year but now easiest yeah. child i got it out of the way yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. just wait and then she'll be a teenager i just think everyone gets something you never get off easy yeah yeah, yeah. of course yeah well let's we're just gonna yeah. wait and yeah, yeah, see yeah, just wait. Yeah. i know no one does but please can we get off easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can ask permission yeah. can we please get off easy yeah or just easier yeah, yeah. yeah. cool well thank you dana for talking to us today in your lounge room Telling us all these stories, I think like I genuinely, th- I've seen your, your face, Carl, has 
has <laughs> really changed throughout this. Well, no, but it was. It was more of the fact that I, I think I was just. It was so, it's some. It, it's such an extreme location to be going through all that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was trying to compute. Yeah, it makes you even though like this, we've had a bit of a stressful week trying to work out where we're going to be when the baby's born. Both options, Melbourne or London, are about as good as you can get mm. to have yeah. a child. So mm-hmm. I'm just. I was. I was being. I was thinking about the, the how lucky we bringing are. on the gratitude, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we'll be back in London next time we record. Hopefully. Who knows if Who knows? it's just going to be the two of us? All, all flights might get cancelled. So. All flights might get cancelled. Um, we're expecting we're going to go into quarantine for two weeks once I we think get there. We'll do so two weeks. We may not have any guests for a couple of weeks. But We've got to finish Succession. Season we're going to do a lot of social media for this, yes. which we haven't done so. It's going to be up there. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Thanks, Dana. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia (laughs) page? It's good to practice. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great question. If you say he was my age, I'm going (laughs) to fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. (laughs) Available on all your podcast apps. That's not my. Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was alright.